Is it better to chant mantras loudly or internally? It's always better to chant them internally. Uh, if you are eulogizing Bhagwan out of your devotional sentiment, then you can speak loudly. For example, Sahasranamas or Stutis or Stubs, uh, Sattvas are done loudly generally. Aratis are done loudly. But if you are chanting a mantra, it's best to do it internally. Internally, you can do it loudly though. There's a big difference. When you are doing chanting for long periods, <clears throat> there's a certain mantra uh, divided in certain parts. At one time, I chanted 2.5 crores of that mantra. That's a lot of chanting, believe me. And when you're sitting, and chanting and chanting and chanting and chanting to maintain that sharpness, that clarity, that lucidity. Sometimes I would slow it down and sometimes I would fast on it. Sometimes I would murmur in my mind, everything happening inside your mind. And sometimes I would say it loud to maintain my concentration. So you can do it loudly, but inside. For Purusha, is it necessary for the sadhak to tame, to take the mantra from an enlightened guru? Or can the sadhak take the mantra of his choice from any other sources like books, etc.? Well, whether the guru is enlightened or not, it's, it's a separate matter. But you have to take the mantra from a guru. If that guru has invoke that mantra properly, they will tell you all the ins and outs of that mantra and the auxiliary practices that go with it to invoke that mantra. If you take it from a book, then there is a dosha called garvit. If you take a mantra from a book, then that mantra suffers from that dosha called garvit, which means it's very unlikely that you will be able to invoke it properly. Mantra ko jagrit karna. To invoke the mantra properly. There are ten samskaras a mantra goes through. Starting from Janan. Like living energy, like a person is born, a mantra is also born. You you make the mantra go through those samskaras, Janan, Vimlikaran, Napilman, Bodhan, Rodan, Chodan, Dharan, and so on. And uh, then there are six parts of a mantra. Shadang, Devta, Bej, Kilak, Shakti, Rishi and uh, Chand. Those six parts, you need to know what they are. If the mantra is a seed, mantra is a seed syllable, then you have to invoke that seed syllable. Then sometimes you have to create a bridge for the mantra. It's called Setu Bandhan. And there is Setu and there is Ma Setu. So you create a relationship between mantric energy and yours. And then there is also this called uh, Tar and Samput. Sometimes you have to focus on every single letter of the mantra to invoke it properly. And that's something only your Guru can tell you whether or not you need to do it. And before a mantra can be invoked, there are other uh, elements in play. For example, where you sit down and chant a mantra, there's a, a chakra called Kurma Chakra. It's drawn on that Bumi, on that piece of land, before even you pray to different 
at different energies, you know, Vastu and Gramdev and Sthandev and so on. And then you decide, okay, where am I going to sit? <coughs> As per that uh, drawing. And then there is a thing called Akadama, Akadam Chakra. In that, the, the, the total of your name and the, the letters of the mantra are compared if their energy is going to interfere with yours. And then we do Rindhani Vichar, which means do you already owe the mantra, the Devta, something from your past life? If you do, it may take your whole life before you will realize any benefit from that mantra. And then there is um, Shatru and Mitra Vichar of that mantra. By any chance, is the mantra against you? Is it going to work against you? And all these things, only a guru can tell you. And unfortunately, there are very few good practitioners of mantras, mantra science, in today's world. And once again, a Purusharan is not something a guru will say, okay, here's a mantra, here it is, go and do it. Sometimes there are preliminary exercises before a guru can give you Purusharna and those exercises can take people anywhere between 7 to even 70 years before they are ready to do the first Purusharna. Before you even go and do the first Purusharna, your concentration should be absolutely supreme. Otherwise chanting won't yield any results. Nothing significant anyway, nothing spiritual anyway, maybe some material results might bring some wealth in your life or might you know, give you some attention by various people. But when you're talking about real serious mantra science, it's a very deep science. And uh, absolutely uh, like Ramban, foolproof, it does yield results. But only a guru can give you. If you take it from a book, it won't really work. And uh, I will tell you something else in fact. The earlier scriptures, even in fact, if you look at Durga Satyashati, the mantra of Devi, uh, it's written as, for example, Kama Yoni Kala. Now, you need to know what Kama stands for. You need to know what Yoni stands for. You need to know what Kala stands for. So, earlier sages, when they would write these books, at the beginning, they would write an index. For example, they may say, wherever I'm using the word Maya, I mean a beach mantra of Devi, could be let's say cream. Where I'm using, wherever I'm saying Shri, I mean actually a beach mantra of Shri. Whenever, wherever I'm saying Lakshmi, I actually mean a beach mantra of Lakshmi. Where I'm saying Kali, I mean a beach mantra of Kali. And sometimes they would swap these indexes or indices and take those pages off. And they will give it to the disciples and say, now copy these scripts, manuscripts, and they would keep making copies, and when one or two disciples would think, hey, we've got all the wealth here of knowledge of mantras, and they want to steal that information and walk away, no worries, do it, because the key is here, the passcode. They'll keep chanting the mantra, thinking the words are the mantra, but the actual reference is with the teacher. So that's, uh, that's why in books, uh, you really don't find complete information. 
at all, ever, in any book, whatsoever, even in Upanishads, uh, like Anur Upanishad, Tripura Upanishad, Brahma Upanishad talks about this. Even the yogic exercises for that matter, you look Dhyana Upanishad, Dhyana Bindu Upanishad, Bindu Upanishad, you read these Upanishads and you see, oh, you think, oh, I now know how to do this exercise, but they are only touching upon it. Because a guru will see what suits you. 